Hey y'all, welcome to the very first episode of Earworm, the podcast dedicated to and driven by Denver's local music. I am Lucy Richardson, and I'm going to be your host and editor throughout this show. I am so excited to start showing y'all the conversations that I've had with local musicians over the past couple weeks. Every single one of them has been amazing and so welcoming and so excited to talk about their music. And we are going to kick it off with one of the best, Annika Erickson. We actually recorded this conversation the day after we met for the first time, which was at a house show where she was performing with her band. She's really, really awesome, and her music speaks for itself, which you will be able to hear at the end of this episode if you stick around. There will be a studio recording of one of her newest songs, Oyster. Um, My name is Annika Erickson. And I'm a producer, songwriter, singer, and I play guitar and piano. Um, and, you know, lately I've just been performing around DU with my little my little rock band. <laughs> it's pretty cute, pretty fun. Who's and, in your band? Yeah. Um, my band is Jake Wen on drums and Leith McLeod on bass. Okay, cool. And is that like a pretty stable group? Like y'all always play mm-hmm. together? Yeah. We had a rocky start, but I think we've smoothed things over. Okay. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a band name? Annika Erickson. Because, you know, we thought about band names versus just, you know, my name as the artist name. But all that we're doing is all my content. And I write all of the parts that they play and all of the songs are mine. So it's we are me. <laughs> How long have you been songwriting? Um, I've been writing songs for as long as I can remember. Just like It's kind of my form of journaling, honestly. Um, but I didn't really get seriously into songwriting until quarantine when I was learning how to produce all of my own things. And, you know, that's when I really got into it and was like, hmm, maybe this is something I want to pursue professionally. So Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> how did you learn to produce? Like, what were you using? So I actually started out on GarageBand, and I feel like GarageBand gets pooped on a lot. Am I allowed to curse? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like GarageBand gets shit on a lot, but um, it's actually such an incredible DAW, and it's a really great segue into Logic Pro, which is still my favorite DAW, but um, I also use Pro Tools, and um, my dad is a producer also, so, you know, it's actually kind of an accident that I'm almost doing exactly what he's <laughs> doing, um, but it was, it was pretty nice, because, you know, I watched a lot of YouTube videos, um, and there was a lot of just trial and error, and like, oh, what does this button do, but, you know, sometimes my dad would be like, what are you doing, that's so wrong, like, oh, God, <laughs> so he showed me a few things about mixing, and, yeah, so... But a process. That's awesome. And now I'm in the uh, recording and production program here at DU cool. with Mike Schultz, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> All right, that's awesome. Yeah, I agree. People uh, that I've talked to in other groups were like talking about how they're so lame because they use GarageBand and stuff like that. Oh, oh GarageBand's freaking awesome. It's so good. Yeah. If it's only a segue, fine. If that's all you use, mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. So your dad being a producer, is he one of the bigger like inspirations for you getting into music initially? 
So <laughs> my parents actually met at Berkeley College of Music. My mom was a vocalist and my dad was a producer. And um, it's kind of goofy because I feel like I'm a culmination of that. <laughs> um, so definitely there was a lot of musical influence when I was growing up just, you know, being around music and, you know, growing up in my dad's studio, just watching him like do all of his music things. And um, I did a lot of session singing for him whenever he would need like kids for Disney parade things. So yeah, <laughs> fun stuff. But yeah, they put me in piano lessons when I was five and then I played classical piano for 11 years, I think. And then, yeah, I taught myself guitar. Piano was a good instrument to start out on though. Okay, gotcha. So that that was your first instrument, piano? Yeah, piano was my first instrument, but, you know, I've been singing. My parents would <laughs> tell me stories about, like, I'd be, like, two years old, and they'd have, like, the baby monitor, and they'd just hear me, like, singing jingle bells. <laughs> like, who is this kid? What is going on? That's um, awesome. Yeah, so then I was in the Los Angeles Children's Chorus as well, um, where I made a lot of really great friends. It was super fun, and I love singing, so... Was that like a big music community that you were in? Yeah, sure that, um, honestly, I would say LACC really shaped me because, you know, my first vocal lessons were with LACC and um, they teach choral singing, which is a lot different from, you know, like pop singing or even jazz. But it was a really great foundation because you learn how to blend and that's really important. You know, like when I'm, doing backup vocals, like even just blending with myself is really important. So um, learning all of those kind of things and just vocal technique about breath control and diction and things like that. And we also got to sing in other languages a lot. So I, um, I, can, I can pretty well like read French and um, like German, like I can pronounce the words. I have no idea what I'm saying, but I can, <laughs> can like say it for you. Um, but yeah, no, it was really, really great. And I think I was in it for like eight, nine years, a while. Okay. So long time. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. That seems like a huge inspiration for you, but are there any like individual artists or groups that kind of shaped you into the kind of music that you do now or anything like that? Hmm. You know, I think about this a lot because I feel like I can never really pinpoint like one or two people that have inspired me the most. But at the same time, like it's really whatever I'm listening to in that moment. Like I'll find that I'll be obsessed with a song and then like three weeks later I'll write a song that's like a little bit similar. And I'm like, hmm, I, I see where this came from. <laughs> I see the inspiration. So, you know, I've found that with some of Declan McKenna's songs. I really like Lady Gaga and Katy Perry, um, their vocal styles. And who else? Oh, I love Remy Wolf. Remy Wolf is amazing. And, you know, Elton John, the best yes. songwriter ever. Classics. The Beatles, yeah. of course, you know, all the classics. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I love basically all of those artists. <laughs> so, like, what songs of yours specifically do you, have you seen that, that kind of pattern in? Do you know? I actually could tell you a story about one of the songs. So, I feel like in art in general, there is nothing original ever. Like, it's all just a culmination of everything you've ever heard. And so... You know, I feel like stealing things and then like making them into your own thing is okay. Um, yes. That's a that's a preface to saying I stole some ideas from 
Fleetwood Mac because I was really into them for a while. Um, I'd say my EP, Janice, You Rock My World, was pretty heavily influenced by Queen and Fleetwood Mac because that's what I was listening to at the time. Um, and I kind of almost directly like stole one of the beats from The Chain um, in my song, You Died in My Dream Again, um, in like the B section, C section, one of those. Um, but yeah, I just, I really liked that. Um, that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head that I was like, this is my influence. But yeah, it's, they're just pulling from everywhere all yeah. the time. <laughs> and that's just how, how it goes. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you tried to make something entirely original, you'd be unknowingly recreating something else most likely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're good. Exactly. <laughs> well, what kind, of, what kind of vibe have you gotten from the like DU or Denver music scene so far? Because you're a freshman, right? Yeah, I am yeah. a freshman. I just got here in like, what, yeah. September? So how's um, it been kind of like acclimating to it? How, how does it treat I you? have been <laughs> adjusting very well. And I, you know, I'm from LA, which I still am biased and I think it's the greatest city in the world. <laughs> but, um, you know, I came here and I was like, wow, like it's so quaint, like what a cute little small town. <laughs> but God, it's really grown on me and just the people here are incredible and the other musicians at Lamont are just so inspirational and fun to be around all the time. And yeah, just the, the music scene here is really popping. There's like, there's a lot of punk going on, a lot of EDM. And I really like that. I wanna, I wanna explore more with those genres. So, like coming here, this was your first time really interacting with those on a larger scale, like those genres. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I haven't really been to that many concerts because, <laughs> just I didn't really have time to go to concerts, and they were somehow turned into like a reward for like getting a good grade or like doing well in a skating competition like okay yay tickets to a show but like yeah I think I didn't get a lot of A's or win a lot of skating competitions so, <laughs> so no concerts <laughs> it happens it does honestly I haven't been to a lot of concerts recently except for yours <laughs> that's hilarious shows, so. yeah I can't believe I saw it, that we met last night that yeah. was incredible that was that was awesome um <laughs> and you're fantastic like your performances are so I much fun to watch that. oh you are so sweet <laughs> get out of here <laughs> how does it feel like doing those types of shows is this your first time like performing yeah, in that so, way you know i've been performing also kind of my whole life because um you know playing piano i also did piano competitions so having people look at me while i like perform a task is like kind of normal for me and I was also a competitive figure skater so um, <laughs> there was a lot of that going on um, but it's a lot different from those things because you're under a lot of pressure in skating and piano and choir to you know like stand very still or like land the jump perfectly or like you know like stand there correctly and it's it's, it's a really great foundation, but it does feel very rigid in ways. And I just have gotten to experience being able to play my own music the way that I want to the people that I want, like that I can invite them to come and like we can just have fun. And it's it's been a really great experience, but very different for sure. But I, I have been loving it. <laughs> 
That's great. Um, how many have you done so far? Well, I did the house show last night and the night before that. Um, and then I've gotten asked to just do like weird random things around DU. So I've performed a couple times in like the community commons, like where the dining hall is. It was kind of <laughs> weird. My first performance when I got here was my teacher was just like, yeah, just bring your guitar to the dining hall and we'll we'll set up and it'll be cool. And like <laughs> kids were just like trying to eat their food. Just like, who is this person? Like, what's going on? <laughs> so that was pretty awkward. But uh, yeah, these the house shows were super fun. Do you have any like cool or weird stories related to either your music creation or performance or anything like that. Hmm. Sorry to put you on the spot. Oh, <laughs> I actually have a hilarious story. You're not going to believe this. Okay, right, let's hear it. It's not, it's not that wild. But um, so I'm part of the Spirituals Project Choir mm -hmm. um, conducted by Roger Holland. And it's such a great experience. It's um, honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, you should join the Spirituals Project Choir. And we sing spirituals to try and keep alive the like vocal traditions of enslaved Africans from the 18th and 19th centuries. And it's really touching to see, you know, what those spirituals like mean to everyone and how they've gotten people through hard times. And, you know, we sing about God a lot, but, you know, it's really kind of up to your interpretation. And even though you can say the word God and Jesus, like it doesn't have to be about that. And so, I really like it. Anyways, my funny story, spirituals, right? Mm -hmm. I wasn't raised religious at all, but people who were like saying those spirituals in church and like they know those songs just cause they're like, oh, it's like knowing the song Mary had a little lamb. It's like, you just know it, right? You don't know why or how, but it's, it's in there. Anyways, so we're at the concert, we're performing. I'm on stage with the choir and Every performer's worst nightmare is getting on stage and having like no idea what's going on. Like I've literally had the nightmare before <laughs> where like, you know, I'm in a musical and I'm the lead and like, oh my God, I don't even know this show. Like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? This happened to me in real life, oh, no. like straight up. I was on stage and we were, we finished, like we finished the song that I knew and then all of a sudden, the conductor gives the starting pitch or like the starting chord. And I was like, hmm, I don't recognize this. Like maybe, maybe I'll get it. Like once the song starts, you know, like, okay. And then he, he puts up his baton and he's like, and sing. And they start singing a song I have never heard in my entire life. And <laughs> the audience, the entire audience starts singing the song too. And I feel like I'm the only person in this like huge theater that doesn't know this song. And I'm like, Am oh, I dreaming no. right now? Like, there's no way this is really happening. So I literally did the, like, watermelon thing that they yeah. tell you to do. I was like, Ooh, watermelon, watermelon. Just kind of, like, looking around to see if other people <laughs> knew the song. Everyone knew the song except me. I had no idea. Oh, I never God. heard it once in my life. So, That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot. Do you remember like, what the song was? <sighs> I don't remember what it was called. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> Don't know what that don't but, know. Yeah, it was like it was like a surprise song that you know he was just like yeah like I'm I'm feeling it in this moment like we're gonna sing this song and I was like hmm. are we though? okay <laughs> but yeah 
That's my story. I hope I hope that was sufficient. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I had a class with Roger Holland. It was the mm. evolution of the black church um, mm -hmm. and gospel music. So we talked about the spirituals a lot. So that's really cool. Yeah. I saw that on like the marquee outside of Lamont the mm -hmm. other day that I had no idea that group was a thing. No, it's it's freaking awesome. Um, I feel like the reason a lot of people don't know about it is because um, though it is affiliated with DU, we are a community choir. So <laughs> for a while... Um, for like the entire year, I was the only like undergrad student in it mm -hmm. and um, also the only person underage <laughs> in that choir. <laughs> so we took a trip to Arkansas and I was like, oh my God, like who am I gonna hang out with? All of these people are <laughs> 70 years old. So they were all like, let's go to a bar. And I was like, okay, I'll just go sit in the hotel room. Luckily they <laughs> let me in. I like, I didn't drink or anything. But so. Then with your like vocal performance, you do obviously spirituals. Um, and then how would you say like your music that you create yourself? Like how would you contextualize that? Like what genre or yeah, like, like stylistically genre, like all of that. So you know, um, I feel like these days I've noticed a lot that you know everyone's music taste is like fairly broad, which I've been really impressed by, and you know it makes me hopeful because just like the integration of different kinds of music is also the integration of different kinds of people. And, you know, someone who likes EDM can also like gospel and classical music and jazz and funk and all of that. And, you know, obviously I am one of those people and I just, <laughs> I love every genre of music. So anytime I can try and like pull a rhythm from like some type of music or like, I just, I really love combining genres. I feel like my end product kind of comes out as like indie pop rock, but you know, um, I've been noticing like after being in the spirituals choir for like about half a year, um, I've started to use more like kind of spiritually like rhythms and harmonies in some of my songwriting. And um, that's been really interesting to see because just the more you know. And also I started learning about jazz when I came here because I um, came as a classical composition emphasis, but then I changed my emphasis to jazz voice. And, you know, coming, well, coming from a very classical world with choir, because we, in choir, we sing a lot with the, with the LA Phil and the Master Chorale and, you know, very classical ensembles. And we did a lot with the LA Opera. Um, I was actually one of the uh, three little boys in the Magic Flute with the LA <laughs> Opera. It was such an experience. That's it was awesome. really fun. Yeah, so I learned about jazz for the first time when I came here. And, you know, it's just been such an amazing experience. And I love jazz. And it's incredible. And it just has opened up my mind to like so many more possibilities. So are you going to try and include a lot more of that jazz stuff in like future projects? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think in the works, I've got I've got a couple of EDM songs. I've got a couple of funk songs coming out. So I'm excited about That's that. Really I have yet to attempt a jazz tune <laughs> that's that's very scary for me but one day maybe we'll get there <laughs> with those future projects like what is it looking like are you trying to release any stuff sometime soon yeah or? so my release plan is first i'm going to put out god's good side and then 
I'm gonna put out um, a song called Dramatic, which is pretty punk. You heard it last night. It was the last song we played. Okay, yeah. Um, and then Oyster um, is gonna come out at the end of the year when the music video is ready That's because exciting. I have teamed up with the film department mm -hmm. and the music video class. And so, yeah, they were fun. That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, what What is that project like? So, for the releases or the music video? The music video. The music video. The okay, yeah. we haven't actually started filming the video yet. Um, we did like a little video interview the other day in that room over there just to kind of get to know the team and each other and things like that. Um, so I think we start filming in a couple of weeks and, you know, we'll have a couple of meetings before that to start brainstorming ideas and like filming locations and like storylines and things like that. And yeah, I'm really excited. I've That's I've made a couple of music videos like just for funsies with like a green screen <laughs> or like um, I went up into the mountains in California to film. I think it was I think it was the Paramount Ranch actually, and we shot a music video for my song "Outrun the Man," and we all were in like cowboy hats. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the story is like this guy like chasing this like. Oh my goodness. The girl I got to be in my music video is so gorgeous. Her name is Soap. Nice. So amazing. That's um, so cool. But yeah, we just like made her run. <laughs> like the entire <laughs> video, the entire day. We just were like, just run. And she was wearing heels and we were like, you can do it. Just faster, run. Faster. Running in heels <laughs> through the dirt. That was that was amazing. Is that published anywhere? Or do you that just is. That's it? on YouTube. You can go watch it. Outrun the man. Annika Erickson. There you go. Yeah. So is your group the only one in the music video for this current production? Yes. So in that video, um, that's actually my friend's band in LA. They're called Suede. Um, but for this music video, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have Jake and Leaf and Sam playing with me. So is that something you want to like get more into, like the film side of music video production yeah, and stuff like that too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like the only way I could see myself like being more in film is like through music, like yeah. getting synced and things like that. But Music or movies with really good and well-timed music mm -hmm. are like, no scoring amazing. is like a completely different ball game. And yeah, like I really wish that I knew the first thing about it, but I don't. <laughs> um, but That's it's insane. yeah, it's crazy because songwriting you can just you know, at least for me, my songs tend to be like three or four minutes long, mm. and radio friendly. But you know, with scores, it's like you have to write like 20 minutes of music and like you're commissioned and you have to like get it done in a week and it's like <laughs> so stressful so That's I, don't, a lot. I don't know how they do it but it's very impressive well what's your process for like songwriting where do you get inspiration for things how do you throw it all together so i'm a i'm a pretty emotional little girl so, um, like I said, songwriting is kind of like my form of journaling. And really, if there's just something, like anything on my mind, like I'm like, this is a song. Or sometimes even just in conversations, like if my friends says something like funny or stupid, I'll be like, that's perfect. I'm going I'm to write that down. <laughs> that's going to be in a song. <laughs> um, um, so then, yeah, I'll, I'll start out with like a thought or an idea and then I'll come up with a phrase and 
for some reason, usually phrases kind of just like have melodies like in my brain, like there's a way with like the way that the words are pronounced or the vowels that I'm like, okay, like this note should go higher, this note should go lower. And then once I have a melody with my lyrics, um, the chords are kind of implied, I would say. And you know, sometimes there are things you can do with chords to like make them more interesting or funky, like adding ex extensions or, you know, like substituting one chord for another, things like that. But yeah, so I kind of like hear the full song like in my head before I like get it out onto the DAW. Um, but yeah, and sometimes it's really frustrating when like I'm hearing something in my head, but it's not quite like turning out the way I want it to. And then I'm just like, that sounds bad, but like that's not helpful. Like I'm, I need to figure out like what it is, like maybe the drums are too loud or the groove isn't right or something like that. But yeah, no, it's, it's quite the process, but I really enjoy it. And it is a, a very nice outlet for me when I don't go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> So do you write all of the like music aspects of it too? Or mm -hmm. do you, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I, um, you know, I know about like, what is Elton John's lyricist's name? Bernie something, something I like that. Oh that. God, this is embarrassing, <laughs> I should know this. But I know that like um, Elton John would be, you know, given a set of lyrics and then he would write the music and the melody and stuff like that. Um, and at this point, I just haven't found anybody that I think I work with well enough at this point to, you know, do that kind of thing. But, you know, I'm, I'm very open and I really like top lining on, you know, other people's projects too, where they will present me a track and then say like, hey, can you like write some lyrics and like things over this? So then I will, you know record my my verse <laughs> hop on the track um, gotcha have you done that top lining with any of like do you groups or anything else i hear um i'm trying to get a few projects underway um they haven't like come to fruition yet but they're they're being thought of and they're sort of happening a little bit but yes you will be the first to know when awesome. when they do happen <laughs> All right, that's really cool. So yeah, what what are your goals, I guess, for your music moving forward? You've mentioned some stuff of like plans, I guess, but yeah. what do you want to do with it? Long haul, deep um, question. I, it, is, it is pretty deep. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that any form of art, like professionally, to really go for that, like it's kind of a long shot, like, you know, it's not it's not a desk job that you can just like have and like be like have something permanent like that. And like with music, um, I've watched my dad and like he is such a hustler and like he's constantly like making calls and sending emails and like just trying to find his next gig. And so, you know, I think it's can be really tough to uh, be successful in the arts. Um, however, um, I'm still, I'm still going for it because it's what I freaking love and it just fulfills me so much. And, you know, I would say that songwriting is probably my true passion just because it's just such a perfect outlet for me. And, um, you know, ideally I would love to be writing songs for bigger artists. And, you know, at the moment I'm kind of pulling off the singer songwriter thing. 
Um, but that's kind of just more a vessel to convey my songs so that then hopefully maybe someone will hear them and be like, oh, that's a nice little start. Like, okay, let's do something cooler with this. And, you know, like, I'd be very down just to, like, even just get a demo, like, made better yeah. by someone else. So, yeah, I'd say songwriting is really where it's at for me. But, you know, I also love producing. Um, so producing for other artists as well. And I do love performing. It's freaking exhausting as heck. But, um, you know, going on tour would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> just like just playing in like little bars just across the country and just like getting to know people all across the world and be super fun. Absolutely. And I'm from a, I'm from a little town where we drive all the time. And so I'm very used to being behind the wheel. So, you know, one day I'm gonna get my band van. <laughs> I'm just, just drive all the way from California to New York. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> all right, well, one last thing that I'm doing with this is I'm asking all of the artists I interview to give me a couple songs that either you just really love in the moment or like have always loved or anything like that. Not necessarily your music, but I'm building a playlist mm. so that you can kind of see what everybody's into. All right, all so, right. The yes. songs that I'm currently obsessed with. Yes. Uh, Sing Joy Spring, Manhattan Transfer, Dark Red by Steve Lacey. Oh, so good. Yes. Come by Jane. And then, <laughs> this is a French song. It's called Chin Chin. Okay. Tooth. 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 <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Oh my god, okay, you should listen to Party of One by the Beach People. Okay. That is actually a Denver band. Oh. Um, I know them because Kevin Shinkata, um, he's at Lamont, and um, I'm subbing for one of their singers uh, for their gig at the Larimer Lounge on May 26th. That's which awesome. Which you should come to. Absolutely. And uh, they're just such an amazing band, and I love all of their things. Ooh, also... Kiwi by Quarters of Change. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Well, do you want to play some music? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. This is called Oyster. I'm really bad at guitar, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> I started on my day. Walked in middle school with my lunch in my hand, packed with rocket fuel. Tripping over tree chunks, going my way. I didn't know what happened, but it happened today. Cause I've been wishing on a miracle. And I'm the only one who's sensible. When I speak, my words are lyrical, and no one ever listens. But maybe soon they will. And I have super.
I couldn't find a pencil for my science class So I just went without it, I was scared to ask The bullies in the bathroom tried to make me cry So I gave them a finger and I screamed to the sky Cause I've been wishing on a miracle And I'm the only one who's sensible When I speak my words are lyrical And no one ever listens But maybe soon they will And I Superpowers, I'll make them hear me out And when I'm not such a coward The world will be my oyster When I have superpowers I'll jump from every tower When I'm not such a coward The world will be my oyster Like they said This is Sam's guitar solo <laughs> Say, make this my happy place. I'll make the most of life. Look at me in my eyes, baby. I'm on the rise. When I have superpowers, I'll make them hear me out. And when I'm not such a coward, the world will be my oyster. When I have superpowers, I'll jump. Thank you so much for listening to this very first episode of Earworm. I am Lucy Richardson, the host and editor of the show. Make sure to check out the Earworm Instagram page at EarwormPod for any and all updates. And click the link in the bio to listen to the playlist of bangers sourced from each of our guests. Special thank you to the guiding hand behind this production, Carlos Jimenez, and my fellow collaborators, Julia Murtis and Tony Elton. Additional thank yous to Ethan Crawford and the entire staff at the School of Media, Film, and Journalism Studies at the University of Denver. I will catch you on the next episode with another fantastic band. But until then, keep it real and keep it local.